0: Hello and welcome to Healing Your Eating Disorder, a powerful journey to authenticity, radical self-love, full recovery, and freedom. My name is Lauren Marsh, the founder and CEO of healingforeatingdisorders.com. I'm an eating disorder recovery coach, mentor, healer, and holistic life coach, and I'm here to give you everything that you need to be able to achieve freedom and full recovery from any type of eating disorder or issue that you might struggle with, with food, weight, your body, or really your life, because let's face it, it's not just about the food, right? So welcome, I'm so, so grateful that you are here. I am about to give you a lot of information today So if you'd like to grab a pen and paper, please do so and take some notes. You can also listen to this audio as many times as you need, as there will be much wisdom and guidance provided. And it's up to you to take what resonates with you and leave leave the rest. So first of all, I wanted to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about who I am, because I think that's really important In eating disorder recovery because I find so many women that struggle with finding someone who really understands and so the first thing I want to share with you is that I really do understand and I wish that somebody had been there for me in this position giving me this information when I was still struggling I have had issues with eating I've had an eating disorder and other addictions since I was very young And I've had it, I had it for most of my life, for over half of my life before I really truly claimed full recovery, which that was about, let's see, six years ago this year. So it's been a long time that I have been fully recovered, but I did struggle with it for most of my life. And I want to let you know that I do relate to whatever it is that you're going with, and you'll hear that through this program, that I really do understand and can resonate with where you're at right now. And most of the things that you're thinking are weird or stupid or silly to say, I have to admit that most of them have probably come out of my mouth or have been written down or have been, you know, going through my mind at one point or the other. So there's nothing that you could say or think or do that I wouldn't understand. And also I have been coaching for many years now, and I have worked with hundreds and thousands of men and women all over the world. And so I can totally appreciate where you're at. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. <sighs> so I want you to just take a deep breath with me and get yourself centered and grounded wherever you're at, whether you're sitting whether you are driving or walking, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this audio, I would just like to ask you to bring your energy back inside and get tuned in to who you really are. And I'm going to ask that your ego, your eating disorder, step aside and allow your true authentic self to be present here today. And I ask that you allow yourself to receive whatever wisdom and guidance that you need today amen so why am i here i have been on a mission for many years to share with women and men all over the world how to fully recover and heal from your eating disorder because i struggled with anorexia and bulimia severe depression anxiety i've even been diagnosed with ptsd and bipolar disorder and i have none of that now and so how did i get From being severely anorexic to almost dying to struggling, binging and purging my brains out most days, purging blood, being at a super low weight. And how did I get to almost death to where I am now, which is I'm happy, I'm free, I'm centered, I'm balanced, I run a successful business, I help women and men every day to break free from their eating disorder. So how did I get there? That is exactly what you're going to learn today. I'm going to give you the framework for that. And the new program that I have, Healing Your Eating Disorder, will go in detail in every single step on how you can awaken your power to heal, become your true authentic self, and gain freedom. So today I'm going to share with you more about my philosophy. We're going to define full recovery. We are going to talk about my criteria, four criteria to success. And also my five-step freedom process so stick around this is going to be a really juicy call and I just want to say that I'm so very grateful that you are here and that all of the women and men that are attracted to me it's not by accident everybody who comes to me comes to me for a reason whether it is simply to just listen to this audio and apply it, whether it's that you need one thing in here today or whether it's to purchase this program, whether it's to become a full-time client of mine. To me, all that matters is that you show up powerfully for yourself and take action on what you need to take action on today because it is that important. You are that important, and this work is the most important work that you will do your entire life. So today I really didn't want to get into detail about my story and who I am because I'd rather share with you the more important points about my philosophy. So if you do want to learn more about my story, where I come from, and how I got to where I am today in my business, you can go to www.healingforeatingdisorders.com slash about, and you can read all about my story, where I've been, And I've also created a podcast that is on my website you can also hear more about my journey so today I want to talk about my philosophy and the journey of recovery that you're about to embark on now recovery defined by me is very different than some other traditional treatment providers or professionals will define and traditionally in a treatment center they'll say if you are at a normal weight or if you have an absence of eating disorder behaviors that you are quote-unquote fully recovered and I've got news for you that is bullshit there could not be further from the truth and if you're here you probably have tried that method or don't resonate with that type of thinking and so I'm really glad that you are here I look at recovery as a journey recovery is an amazing process of growth and expansion it will challenge you to grow and learn and face your deepest fears on your path of healing this isn't a linear path where you have to do a B and C and get to point you know go to point from point A to point B this is not something that we can control or figure out or really know what's to come it's a journey of growth and that growth is largely personal development and spiritual growth it's a process of peeling back the layers and discovering who you really are on the inside and we'll talk about today discovering this true authentic self and doing the work we need to do to peel back those layers to take off the external shell because everything that you have inside of you already is enough for you to heal and recover and so this might sound a bit magical or you know pie in the sky dreamy but I'm going to give you some really concrete steps on how to achieve that And so the journey of recovery is we look at it like a mountain. And if you were on a path climbing this mountain that is recovery and you're climbing up this mountain, sometimes along the path you're going to fall down. You might trip on a rock. You might stub your toe. You might skin your knee. You might find a shiny pretty flower off. In the distance and you might go after it thinking that that's the answer to your problem and the only thing that matters along this journey is that you gently guide yourself back to the path when you notice that you've gotten off the path and the only other thing that really matters is never giving up it doesn't matter how long it takes you To climb the mountain as long as you're still climbing it doesn't matter if you fall down it doesn't matter if you you know fall on your ass and slide halfway back down the mountain it doesn't matter the only thing that matters is that you never give up because if you never give up then you will not fail and I promise you if you continue to stay plugged in and connected to my message and the things that I share in my tribe and in my program that you will one hundred percent without a doubt achieve and get to full recovery and freedom. I have no doubt in my mind. And they're also that I mean that's one of the reasons why women find me is that they're ready to evolve. They're ready to take their growth to the next level. You may have had treatment for years. I have worked with women and men who have been in and out of OA, AA, NA, EDA. I have worked with women who have been in 20 treatment centers, who have been in therapy for 40 or 50 years. And I've worked with women and men who have had zero treatment and zero therapy. So it doesn't matter so much where you come from as long as you are ready to embrace this new way of thinking and to abandon everything that you believed and thought you knew about what this process is supposed to look like. Because I've got news for you, it is going to look dramatically different than what you expected. And this process is going to also probably scare the shit out of you (laughs) in a good way. (laughs) And I say that at the beginning because it is, it is true. This is going, this is some scary, deep shit. This is something that is going to challenge you to the core, and I want to be really honest about what's required of you to do that. And also, this journey is the most empowering, it is the most rewarding, and the most satisfying thing that you will ever do in your entire life. And it is also, I'm getting emotional here. It is also going to be one of the hardest things that you've ever done in your life. I can promise you that. And that is why it is so important that you do this work on yourself. If I didn't do this work on myself, I would never be at the place that I am right now. I am fulfilled. I am happy. I am complete. I am at peace with myself. And I know that it's something that you all are seeking for and are using the eating disorder to get those needs met in false ways. And we're going to talk about the purpose that the eating disorder is serving for you because it is serving a purpose right now for you. And if it wasn't, you wouldn't need it anymore. And so that's also a part of this process of looking at healthy eating disorder is serving you and I think that it's important for you to realize that it's really not serving you and it's not working otherwise you wouldn't be here right now and so oh I didn't think that I would get emotional doing this call but it just is so important to me that you know how important this work is it is absolutely crucial and essential and I, I think a lot of women fail or a lot of women relapse because they don't prioritize this work when I truly made the decision to recover I put myself and my recovery work first every single day and that is something that is so important to remember moving forward that you are that important and this work is that important and that's fulfilling and that empowering and that satisfying to achieving the type of life that I know that you are destined to live, to live the kind of life that you deserve and that you truly are meant to live. I hear all the time women and men talking about how they feel like they're not living up to their potential as human beings, as spiritual beings, as creators in this world. And it seems to be an innate drive, I find, that need for expansion and growth, and it's something that we can do in eating disorder recovery. It's something that we can look at recovery as this great gift that allows us to grow and that allows us to expand in these amazing and transformative ways. And so I want to break it down and share with you that I do not, Believe in my philosophy, I do not believe that eating disorders are a disease. I mean, obviously, I think you can assume that by now. I am fully recovered. I don't have an eating disorder or any type of mental disorder for that matter. And truly, what they teach you out there about disease, about eating disorders as a disease so specifically, mm. is bullshit. You can absolutely 100% recover from this fully physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I've done it myself, and I teach women to do it every day. I see miracles happen every single day when it finally clicks, when everything finally falls into place, and these women are coming to this place of wholeness and freedom in their lives. And it just brings me to my knees in such gratitude that I'm able to teach this. And that I am able to share this message that it is absolute bullshit that people out there are still teaching these outdated concepts that eating disorders are diseases that you will never fully recover from. And I talk about this in my in my story on my webpage, but I I personally was inpatient several different times. And I remember coming to the awareness that what they had to offer just didn't serve me. I understood that what they had to offer was good at some time in my life when I needed it to keep me from dying. You know, it did a really good job of helping me in that way. But it wasn't going to help me get to the freedom, empowerment, joy, love, happiness that I truly craved in my life. And so I told the treatment team, the director of the program that I was leaving, AMA, Against Medical Advice, and, of course, the protocol. They had to take me into a little room with all of the professionals, my therapist, the exercise counselor, the director, the CNAs, and everybody. And I'll never forget this. The director looked me in my eyes, and he said, Lauren, if you walk out those doors, you will not make it. You will die out there. And I looked right at him right back in the face, and I said, I don't care what you think. I am still leaving. And I was out. And that was truly the turning point when I allowed this journey to, rather than be an external seeking for something outside of myself, you know, I no longer was searching for the answer In a treatment center I was no longer searching for the answer in you know reading a million books and diet books and you know personal growth and just trying to find the right thing that was going to fix me or that was going to cure me you know and I do believe in books and I do believe in you know the power of having therapists and support around us don't get me wrong but the place that I was coming from shifted from a place of I need to find it outside, into a place where I had to say, "What do I need to heal? I need to take responsibility for my own healing process because these people aren't on my side. A lot of it is is profit driven. A lot of it is you know, keeping people sick and helping them manage and cope with their symptoms, which, quite frankly, is fucking bullshit. And I do swear, and I apologize if you don't like swearing, but that's just who I am. When I get fired up, I will throw around a cuss word or two. But it is. It's the truth. And has have worked with so many women, and it, it, it does get me a little fired up. It does press my buttons a little bit because there are so many people that still believe. And one of my criteria for success in this program and to achieve full recovery and freedom is not that you have to wholeheartedly believe with all your heart right now that 100% full recovery is fully possible for you in this moment. I don't ask that you have to believe that right now. I only ask that you stay open to the idea that you can heal and recover 100%, to really open your heart and open your mind to the concept of sharing with you today, knowing that these are my truth and i invite you to find your own truth through this process and many men and women who at first come in thinking and believing it's not possible for me to fully recover are actually the ones that because they remained open they are the ones that actually go on to achieving full recovery and freedom and are blown away by it too i had a client who i worked with for 3 months last year and he was an older gentleman, and he said at the very beginning, you know, Lauren, I don't know if it's truly possible for me to recover. And he said that, you know, I'm 55 years old. I have been struggling with this for 40 years, and, you know, nothing out there has really worked for me. And he went on to tell me about all the different things that he would tried. And I said, that's fine. You don't have to believe it yet. That's fine. Just believe in me, believe in the process, and trust. That if you just are allow yourself to open up to this journey and be guided into facing your deepest years and challenging yourself in a way that you've never challenged yourself before, that you will um, just remain open to that fact and allow it to come to you if that's meant for you. And here we are, not even a year later, and he is doing phenomenal. He is I would say that he's fully recovered. He's a bit humble and knows that he's on the way. But he is experiencing such high levels of empowerment and freedom in his life. And we no longer even have to talk about food or the relationship with his body anymore in our coaching calls. It's more focused on the big vision and the type of value and purpose-driven life that he wants to lead now. Because that's the gift of recovery. The gift of recovery isn't just to let go of these behaviors. The gift of recovery is to create an amazing life for yourself. It's to dream big and to create a life that you can only picture in your mind. You know, back when I was in recovery, I did this. I did this visioning exercise. And I asked myself, if I could have it exactly the way that I wanted, how would it be? And as a result of doing those processes in my recovery, I now have and embody and embrace everything that I laid out in that vision, in those early visions. And I continue to expand on it. And I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know about how to live this life in this program and how to create your dream life. Another huge part of my recovery philosophy is Truly embracing the fact that everything we do in recovery is an act of self-love for yourself. If I asked you right now, do you love yourself? I can guarantee that 100% of people listening to this are going to say no. Some people, a small percentage of people listening to this will say well, I like myself sometimes, or I can love myself sometimes, but there is this other part of me that despises who I am, that beats me up, that criticizes me. And, and that's the contrast of the eating disorder. I know a lot of women, I, I can personally relate to this, that it feels like a battle is going on in your mind. And the battle is against these two conflicting parts. And one part is the part that is your true authentic self that is always coming from a place of love that wants to love yourself truly, fully, embrace yourself, love, and accept yourself 100% unconditionally. And there's this other part that comes from a place of fear, and it's the eating disorder. The eating disorder is fear. And everything that is built into this what I call the eating disorder program will always come from a place of fear, of lack, of negativity, and deprivation and constriction. So there's these two opposing forces, and what we do in my recovery philosophy is we ultimately focus on everything that we do in recovery is an act of self-love for yourself, and Loving yourself is the number one goal that we have for this entire process. If all you did was focus on loving yourself, you could achieve full recovery and freedom. You wouldn't even need to know everything else in this program if only you focused on loving yourself unconditionally. That would suffice. However, most women and men don't know what that looks like they don't know what that feels like they don't know what that looks like on a level with your relationships how do i show up in a place where i'm loving myself but also loving and giving to other people you know a lot of people have these limiting beliefs about loving yourself that loving yourself is selfish and that it's wrong to focus on myself first and that's why we call them limiting beliefs because they limit us and they keep us playing small, and they hold us back from our true potential. And so loving ourselves is the process that everything in recovery falls underneath this umbrella of loving yourself. And we can also say that if the process of recovery is learning to love yourself and the eating disorder is fear, then also what's included in this journey is bringing up every single, deep-seated, rooted fears that you have that are in your subconscious mind, that are in your conscious mind, all of these fears that you have in your life are going to come to the surface in order for you to heal them and transform them into love and acceptance and finding compassion and forgiveness for yourself. So, there are going to be fears on many different levels. There are going to be the surface level fears, which you might be thinking about now, like that's something that I would probably say about 99% of people with eating sort of struggle with. Not all, but many women and men will say that there's this very strong fear of getting fat. I remember I thought recovery equaled getting fat. and that one of my biggest fears in recovery was that I was afraid I was going to blow up like a balloon. And as unfounded and as illogical as I knew at the time, there was still a part of me that was terrified of gaining weight. And so I had to learn how to allow those fears to come up and how to face them, process through them, and ultimately transform them into a new set of beliefs. And a new set of thought patterns and we'll also do that in this program and so that would be a level a physical level fear there will also be fears that are things like I'm afraid of failing what if I try this process that Lauren talks about what if I try to go on the journey of recovery and I fail or I fuck it up or I fall down and I get messy, or I get a week without binging and purging, and then I binge and purge, then I'll be a failure. Or what if I can't do it? Okay, those are some fears, common fears, that I see along the journey. And they also have to do with, um, sometimes people are fear, afraid of success in general, you know. Well, what happens if I do recover? Then what? And so... I find that it's more of, in those fears, it's more of a fear of the unknown, which is also a really big reason why many, many women and men, they are afraid to let it go because, oh, if I, the thinking is, if I let it go, then what do I have? I don't know who I am. I don't know what to do. And so it's the unknown, and I'm afraid of that until I hold on to what is Comfortable, what is safe? What is natural and normal for me right now? Which is those eating disorder behaviors. It is the dysfunctional behaviors, and that is a huge reason why many people won't ever recover. It's also a reason why people relapse because the fears act as this giant stop button. And so, if the fears coming up acts as a stop button, then you know what that means. The go button is actually facing them, and I think that you'll be happy to know that on the other side of the fears, many women will tell me that it wasn't as scary as I thought, you know. Or we just start really small and we take baby steps in facing those fears one little bite-sized chunk at a time. But this whole eating disorder recovery process is just a really big process of bringing up your fears, bringing up your deeply held fears. You know, other fears like, well, what if people don't like me? What if people reject me? What if I find out who I am and I don't like it? What if I discover who I am and I, I you know, I don't like it or other people don't like it? There are so many things that come up on all different levels. So we're going to have surface stuff, the fear of what our body is going to look like and how it's going to affect our, our appearance. But we also have these deeper level fears that are held on the emotional, mental, and spiritual levels. And so as we move through the levels and as we go through the healing process, you'll find different levels of fears coming up. And to be completely honest, this is also a lifelong process because there are still things that come up in my life that are fears. And now I have a very different perspective of fear. I look at fear as essential to growth. And if there's something that really terrifies me, for example, like doing this program, creating this program, writing this book that comes along with it, doing that is something that, to be completely open and honest and authentic with you, it scares the shit out of me. You know, Um, but I realize that in order to grow, I must face my fears. And the most powerful growth that I've ever experienced has come from those big, giant fears. And so I always say that the things that I'm afraid of doing the most are the things that I need to, in fact, do the most. Okay, so we want to kind of shift our attention away from fear being a bad thing or something that we have to avoid, and we embrace it and welcome it and say fear is a good thing. Fear is welcome here and, in fact, is an important part of this journey. Okay? So those are a couple of essential keys to my philosophy. Another thing that I believe in in, my, in the recovery process Is that ultimately this is a giant experiment for you and what I mean by that is that there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all plan that's going to work for everyone and that's also why my private coaching programs are so effective because I don't sit there and say here here's the program do a B and C Do this at this time. Do this, you know, then and and just do this and you'll be fine. No, it doesn't work like that. It works like this. And we have to approach it in a way that is fun, (coughs) excuse me, and exciting. And we look at it as this great adventure to experiment, to try to find the things that work for you, okay? And also, my number two criteria, so it has to work. And the number two criteria is that it has to feel good to you, okay? Because if your recovery process. So this is the only two criteria that you want to filter everything through. Because if what you're doing in your recovery doesn't work and it doesn't feel good, then what the hell would be the point? You wouldn't keep doing it. And I guarantee that that is exactly the reason why you are where you're at right now because the things that you've done in the past, they either haven't worked or they haven't worked in the long term or they haven't felt good, so you quit doing them, okay? So everything that I suggest to you in this call and on the, in the program and in the workbooks and all of the programs that I put out, it really has to do with you and finding exactly what it is that's going to work for you and if it keeps work, if it works for you, keep doing it. And also, what feels good, okay? And by that, I don't mean on a short term basis. So I know, I know how good binging and purging used to feel to me. Okay, I used to say, and this is so, I can't even believe that I'm going to say this right now, but honestly, I used to think about and journal about and talk to my therapist about how I would ever thought that I would find anything that felt as good as the eating disorder did. I mean, that's sick to me right now because I know how many other things are so much more satisfying and nourishing and feel so much better to me now. So what I mean by feels good in this is not on a short-term level. So I know that the eating disorder might quote-unquote feel good in the short term. You know, restricting might feel good in the short term. Okay. drinking a bottle of wine or getting fucked up or doing whatever might feel good in the short term, but what, I'm not talking about the short term. I'm talking about feeling good on a soul level. I'm talking about feeling good and for the purpose of loving yourself and doing what is in alignment with your true authentic self and what is in alignment with your heart and your spirit. Or your soul or whatever you want to call it what's in alignment with your higher self or your true authentic nature with source whatever you want to call it I don't care the, the the point is that it must feel good on that deeper level to you so yeah when I'm talking about recovery and we're talking about what feels good you know it might not feel good in the moment to stop yourself from binging and purging however on the long term hell yeah that feels good you know how good it feels because it feels good on that deeper level so I'm hoping that that resonates with you and that makes sense so recovery is this awesome fun experiment to you know test out everything and find what works and what feels good okay so also in this process one of the keys to Becoming fully recovered is going to be shifting away from being externally motivated and towards and into becoming 100% Internally motivated Okay, so what do I mean by that? I mean that if this entire process is a process of learning how to love yourself then we have to start becoming driven by our own internal needs, wants, and desires. We have to stop prioritizing other people before ourselves. We have to stop people-pleasing and, you know, learn how to be assertive, learn how to be authentic with people, and, um, you know, we sometimes we have to learn to say no. And that's also a part of this process. And what I was saying before about, you know, loving yourself, if all you did was love yourself, most people don't know what loving yourself actually means. And so, what I'm talking about here is becoming internally motivated, which means that we love ourselves first and we do everything as an act of self love for us, which means that sometimes doing things for ourselves and it might. Make somebody else uncomfortable, you know, or we might not be able to please everybody, you know. Um, and so becoming more internally driven means really tuning in and putting ourselves first, even though our, our desire is to want to gain approval from others. I know that's how I was my whole life. I changed who I was to fit the mold of what I thought everybody else wanted. I changed to become that person who I thought everyone else wanted me to be. I became success-oriented. I became driven by what I looked like on the outside. And I'm sure that you can relate to this people-pleasing and approval-seeking behavior. And so what we have to start doing is rather than seeking other people's approval and trying to make everyone else happy, we first have to have to tune in and focus on how we feel. And this might be a really uncomfortable thing for a lot of people. It's learning how to sit with ourselves and to ultimately become our own best friend. That is, for me, that was my number one goal. I just wanted to be my own best friend and love myself. Part of loving myself meant becoming my own best friend. Okay? It meant to me learning how to tune into my own needs and be able to authentically communicate that with the other person and be assertive when needed and meet my own needs first rather than putting everyone else first because, quite frankly, it wasn't making me happy and It was driving the eating disorder, you know, by doing those types of things. So this is another shift that we make in this philosophy. It's taking responsibility for your healing work. It's saying that I need to focus on me first before I can, you know, even be a good whatever it is that I am in my life. You know, in order for me to be the best, Mom, in order for me to be the best coach, in order for me to be the best partner, friend, daughter, whatever, I first have to be the best to me first. Because if I'm not filling up my own cup, I have nothing to give. You know, if my, if, if right now I was to ask you, how much time do you take for yourself? When do you fill yourself up? so that you can then overflow those blessings to others. I can probably guarantee that most of you take next to nothing time for yourself. And in essence, then that cup is going to be empty. And so then we show up in those relationships, and we show up in a way where we're, we're exhausted, we're giving from nothing, and sometimes we feel resentful about that, you know. Or we resent others for not taking care of our needs when we're not taking care of our needs first anyway. So, this is another mind shift, you know. It's going into your therapist appointment and instead of saying to this therapist or the treatment team or whatever, instead of asking them, "Oh, what's wrong with me? You know, can you fix me? There's something broken with me and I'm fucked up and I need you to fix me, cure me, heal me." You know, that is being externally motivated, right? That's what we want to move away from and we want to move towards and this is what you can say, you can go to your therapist. I did this way back when, it worked wonders for me. But it's it's shifting responsibility onto yourself and saying, How can you help me achieve my goals in recovery? So if you were talking to your therapist, it would be a conversation like, My goal is to fully recover. From my eating disorder, here is what that means to me. Here is what freedom means to me. I want to love myself. I want to feel comfortable in my body. I want to eat what I want when I want it. I want to not worry about weight. I want to, you know, not have these dysfunctional thoughts in my head. I want to learn how to trust myself. I want to learn how to let go of some of my anxiety and go with the flow more how can you help me achieve those goals because that's being internally driven that's taking responsibility for yourself and for your recovery and so that's a shift that we need to make at the beginning and especially if you're going to do this on your own or at least in this audio program together it's a crucial shift that you need to make in the way that you're showing up in life and Understanding that no one is going to save you. No one out there, no one out there has the magic pill or the magic formula or they don't have exactly what you need to know because all of the answers are inside of you. And that goes back to the two criteria that I have for um, finding what works and what feels good to you because there's not a book out there that has the answers to those questions. And I say that because I used to roam bookstores bookstores endlessly trying to find the book that was going to have the answer. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And I would find a book and I would be all fired up about it and I would apply it. Ultimately, it wouldn't stick because it wasn't truly coming from inside. And so when we're in this process, sometimes, yes, it really helps to have a coach or to have a, a group of women or a tribe of women for a support team that really supports you in truly taking responsibility and um, really owning this process for yourself and not having it have to look a certain way and not having the expectations be outside of yourself as well. And so it's shifting inside and saying, what is it that I want? What are my dreams? What are my goals? And how am I going to make that happen? And then that's when you can invite in support and you can invite in therapists and you can invite in your significant other or your friends or whatever you need, tools, you know, coaches, whatever, to support that. But can you see how that is this, this drive to becoming internally driven and really learning to let go of what everybody else thinks? Learning to let go of having to be approved or liked or you know having to be seen in a certain way You know that's really something that we want to start moving away from because it really doesn't matter What anyone else thinks about you the only thing that matters is how you feel about yourself? Okay, so that's another crucial part of this philosophy. Another really important part is to, building off what we just shared, is to define full recovery for yourself. And so I shared a little bit of pieces of what my goals were, but understanding coming into this process, you know, I talk about um, you know, this is a journey to full recovery and freedom, and you're probably wondering, well, well, what does that even mean, you know? Does that mean, you know, that I just don't have the behavior? Does that mean that I'm free to, you know, eat whatever I want? And, you know, I'm here to tell you that full recovery and freedom can mean whatever the hell you want it to mean, okay? Those goals are set by you. I can – Certainly, give you some guidelines of what myself and hundreds of other women have chosen to work towards and empower them, themselves into these new ways of being. And I'm going to share that with you, but I, I just want to let you know that this is something that you have to define for yourself. And everyone's goals that I have worked with over the years have been completely different. Similar, right? Because they all have to do with loving yourself and trusting yourself and getting to know yourself and becoming your own best friend and, you know, letting go of the eating disorder, but it's all defined in a different way. And so this can be a really awesome exercise to sit down and say, what does full recovery and freedom really mean to me? So understanding that coming into this process that it's all defined by you and that it means different things to different people, and it will mean different things to different people, and it will mean different things to you along your lifetime as well. And in the stage of life that you're in and things that you're going through, it will mean different things. And I also want to add that full recovery and freedom means in every area of your life. And so when I work with women, I don't just talk about how you want your body to be and how you want to feel. But also, I'm like, you know, half these women are stuck in careers they fucking hate. And they're going, I want to, you know, make a difference. I want to help people. I want a new career. I want to do exercise that, like, you know, that, that lights me up and that I enjoy. And I want a partnership that fulfills me. And I want a spiritual connection. And I want thoughts that, you know, empower me. And I want to be able to achieve these goals and dreams, whatever they are. And so, creating this life and defining what full recovery and freedom means for you can be all of that. And I don't want you to limit yourself in thinking that this just has to be food and exercise because, on the contrary, it is not. Because, in fact, a lot of the time, this is why I am a holistic life coach as well as an eating disorder recovery coach, because most of the time, the reason that women have these eating disorders or that they're perpetuated for so many years is because they're so unhappy and unsatisfied and unfulfilled with the things that are happening in their life. They're unfulfilled in their careers. They're unfulfilled in their relationships. They don't know how to connect with their children. They're not achieving their potential in their careers. And so you can see how those types of things will lead us to using the food to get those needs met. And so, in essence, all of these areas are required to create a life of wholeness and balance and fullness that you desire. So for me, full recovery meant that I didn't, want to worry or stress about my weight. I didn't want to worry about what to eat how to eat or when to eat or how much. I didn't want to worry about my weight. I wanted to maintain my my natural set point weight range. I didn't want my weight to go up and down, right? I wanted it to stay the same. And I just wanted to love and feel comfortable in my body overall. I wanted to have a loving relationship with it. I wanted to appreciate it. And I also wanted to have a loving And um, fun and exciting relationship with exercise emotionally I wanted to accept myself for who I was and at that time I didn't know who I was so I was okay with was finding that out I wanted to believe in myself I wanted to find my purpose on this earth I wanted to find what I was passionate about mentally I wanted to Really learn to let go of the obsessive thinking and let go of the negative thinking that I realized was dominating my thought patterns and This came later in my recovery, but was really key was that I realized how negative my mindset was and so I really wanted to Learn how to mentally be more peaceful I wanted to be able to feel like I could feed myself healthy, nourishing, loving thoughts, and I wanted to let go of the critical, harsh, demeaning eating disorder voice that seemed to dominate and echo throughout my mind every second of every day. And I also felt like that voice sometimes controlled me, and so I wanted to take back my power and really empower myself to become the amazing woman that I was meant to become, and I had to learn how to uh, Become the master of my brain so to speak in order to do that so I wanted to be able to can, not control but I wanted to Be able to guide my thoughts in a healthy loving more productive way than than what had been happening in my mind for my entire life um, and So you can see how I'm breaking it down physically. This is what I wanted emotionally. This is what I wanted mentally. That's what I wanted and spiritually I really wanted to learn how to trust myself. I think above all, not trusting myself was one of my biggest downfalls in recovery because I would get scared and I didn't trust myself. And so learning to do that for me was more of a spiritual practice. I had to learn how to let go, trust, and have faith, not only in myself. But also I wanted to discover what my higher power, what the universal source energy, what that whole, you know, spiritual realm meant to me. So I had to learn how to trust myself and I wanted to uh, learn how to connect with my higher power. I wanted to learn how to relax. I didn't know how to relax at all. And to do so, I had to learn how to surrender I had to learn how to go with the flow. And those are the things that I really wanted to um, be able to do and also to learn how to tap into my own intuition to be able to be guided from within. And so those ultimately are the backbone of my philosophy for recovery. And so I believe that if we are able to heal on every level, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, then we are able to come into a harmony of all these parts, and by doing so, we come into wholeness, and we come into this place of freedom, love, joy, acceptance, wisdom, power, and full recovery. Right? Because that's what that meant to me. And... It can mean whatever you want it to mean for you. I'm not going to sit here and define it for you. I'm willing to guess it's similar to that, but it's up to you to put pen to paper or write this out, type this up for yourself and say what is it that you want on each level and how satisfied are you with each different level and area of your life right now. So, those can be some valuable and powerful things to tap into in defining full recovery and what you want. So, let me go a little bit deeper and define because that's part of the process. So, that is the backbone and that's the philosophy behind how you will achieve full recovery and freedom. But there's one other step in there, and that becomes the first step, the step before all others. So, let's just gear them, let's talk about my five-step freedom process, the five steps towards empowerment and healing on every level to achieve full recovery and freedom. So the first step that I will teach you in this program is called awareness and change. And it's the first step because it is so important for us to gain awareness Of the issues and the problems that you're having on each level, before we actually make the shift and make the change. So the first step is more about identifying the pattern that keeps showing up in your life that you'd like to change. And so it's not just about saying, you know, oh, I'm bingeing and purging. Well, I'm restricting. It's looking at the entire pattern behind it, and looking at what happens that this pattern is engaging. And sometimes we have these patterns that will span for many years, and sometimes we'll have patterns that we run in a day, or in a week, or in a month. Sometimes they'll be um, really subtle, and sometimes they'll be so obvious. You know, like, I'm sure you can identify and tell me all about the the process or the pattern that takes you from trigger to any sort of behavior you know well I was triggered by this emotion or this feeling you know I felt triggered when I feel triggered by you know um, when somebody rejects me then I start feeling bad about myself then I use food to numb it out then I cross that line and start binging and then I purge and then I you know, feel a tiny sense of relief and then I ultimately feel worse about myself and then I feel that shame and then that builds into that cycle of having to do it again because it didn't actually cure the feelings or get rid of the feelings. It just fed and created that as a stronger pattern. So that's a that's a pattern. That's a smaller pattern that happens over and over and over. That's a that dysfunctional pattern. But also looking at identifying patterns that show up in your life you know, where you might have all this awesome stuff going for you and then you self-sabotage or you notice that your relationships all look the same. You know, you might have had five significant relationships, but they follow the same type of pattern, okay? So this is what I'm talking about. We're not looking back to blame or shame or say, I should have done it differently. The first step of awareness and change is just simply observing What is happening in your life? What keeps coming up as the pattern that you'd like to change? Before we actually make any changes, we have to decide what it is that we desire that we want to shift and transform in our lives. And also, what's involved in this step is setting very clear intention. Okay? So we want to set yourself up. To succeed we don't just want to jump right in and assume that stopping the eating disorder behaviors will be the answer to your problem because most likely it's coming from a deeper core issue okay and I want to talk about that as well today but the first step in this freedom process is becoming aware of those patterns deciding that this is the pattern that you'd like to change and then setting your intentions around it for what you want to create instead, what you want to move forward. And this is an important difference that I want to point out. It's the difference between my coaching and what I do in this recovery process and traditional therapy and treatment. And I see it over and over and over again with hundreds and thousands of women that have been to therapy and spent, Sometimes, years and years and years in the rooms of therapy and going back and rehashing and rehashing and rehashing, and I get this all the time where women will say, I come out of those therapy rooms and I feel worse about myself, and it didn't help me move any more closer to my goals, and actually, it feels like it just made the problem worse. Okay? So, what we do in coaching and what is the essence of this entire program is We want to first create a vision for where it is that you want to go, what it is that you want to achieve. You know, what's that intention? Like we're talking about in this awareness and change step. We're talking about, okay, what is it that you would like to create? What would you like to move towards? What is it that your ideal life in recovery would look like and feel like and be like on a daily basis? So we set up where you want to go, and then, and this is the difference between, you know, traditional therapy and and coaching, is that we start to move towards your goals. We start to really move forward towards your vision, and when we do that, we'll suddenly hit roadblocks. We'll hit the obstacles that are in the way of having us achieve our goals, and so then we see that, oh, you know, we're working towards something. We hit a block. And we see, oh, 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 this block is attached to this root core belief that I have about myself, that I'm not good enough. And this belief comes from my past when I was eight years old, when I had an experience that was very traumatic for me. And it involved these people, and this is what it looked like, and this is what happened, and this is how I felt. And it's standing in my way now. And then we can use that experience to help us, move forward we do what we need to do and using the tools that you'll learn in this program to process through what's coming up as a block we learn to process through it we learn to feel it we learn to heal it and we learn to transform it and ultimately release it so that it's no longer a block and then we can move forward towards it towards your goal and then inevitably another thing is going to come up, and this time it might be a little rock in the road that kind of trips you up a little bit. It might be something really huge and deep that's coming up as a giant brick wall. It doesn't matter what it is, but by moving forward towards your goals, you'll start to see everything that's in the way, and that's good. That's a part of it. The stuff comes up for a reason. It doesn't come up so we can stuff it back down and ignore it and numb it out and use the eating disorder to kind of forget about it. But it comes up for a reason, and that one reason is to be released. It's to be healed. It's to be transformed. And unfortunately, even in my experience with therapy or, or different programs, is that we bring up the stuff from the past, but it has no purpose. You know, we're bringing it up just to bring it up, and we go into it, And by the law of attraction, what we focus on expands. And so when I was going back into my old traumas and my past, I was just muddling around in it, and I was actually creating a stronger pattern in my brain that reinforced this old thought pattern and reinforced the traumas and reinforced the bad feelings. And to be honest, it really didn't help me get to where I wanted to be. And so I think that if you're listening to this, you're really wanting to take action, and you're wanting to take action fast. To achieve your goals and dreams and so this is one way to do it I mean really just setting yourself up for success here yes sometimes we do similar things that therapy does but we do it in a completely different context and ultimately the purpose of you know um, moving towards your goals is is you know it's so much more empowering (laughs) and it's creating exactly what it is that we want You know, a lot of times when you're going into traditional programs and things like that, there are not very clearly defined goals. And so I think it's like the 1% of people that actually do set goals are that much more likely to achieve them. And also the law of attraction and the universal laws will help to conspire, to bring what you desire to you because of that thought, because of that intention that you put out there in the universe. But more to come on that later. (laughs) it will go into detail. It's like jumping down a rabbit hole there. But um, so we're talking about the five step empowerment process. And so awareness has is really setting those intentions for awareness that you want to go so that we can deal with them, with the blocks and the obstacles that get in the way when they can when they come up. So the second step in this freedom process is called roots and nourishment. This is the physical level of healing. And this is healing your relationship with your physical body, healing your relationship with food, and exercise. Ultimately, my highest goal for women who come into my program is to teach you how to become an intuitive eater. Becoming an intuitive eater is also an internally driven process. So you can see how that aspect of my philosophy is very important, not only in your life and setting your goals and and being driven towards them, but also it can help you with your food and intuitively choosing food and intuitively choosing exercise that lights you up and that comes from a place of love. And so – This roots and nourishment step is ultimately whatever it is that you would like it to be. But I would hope that you would set your sights high and want to eventually become an intuitive eater. Yes, we have steps to help you develop along that process. But as you become more and more tuned into your true authentic self, you'll find that the food becomes more and more easier. So we do that as our foundation to build upon. That's why it's called roots and nourishment because we must have roots before we can fly. The third step in our five-step freedom process is called power and feeling. And this step is the emotional level of healing. So I call this that power and feelings because this is truly where we start to own our experience, learn how to feel our feelings, and that's where our power is going to come from. This step also includes processing through old, stuck emotions and traumas from the past. So just like we talked about when the, other, when the old stuff comes up, sometimes what happens is when we stop using the eating disorder, that all of these emotions and feelings from the past come up, almost bombard you with these overwhelming feelings. And that's a lot, a, a big reason why many women relapse because when those feelings come up, number one, it feels like overwhelm and anxiety. So I'm sure you can relate. When you are not doing your eating disorder, what feelings come up? Probably overwhelm and anxiety. And those act as an umbrella for a host of other emotions that are underneath it. And so, We have to start allowing ourselves to feel what we're feeling at those times, as overwhelming and as uncomfortable as that is, so that we can start to get to the deeper stuff, the old emotions and traumas that we need to do. Ultimately, we need to process through them and release them so that they're no longer stuck inside of us, clogging up our energy, holding us down, and ultimately giving us a reason to use the eating disorders. Nine times out of ten, most women use the eating disorder as a way to manage their emotions. Do you do that? I am sure that you do. Most women will say, it's a way to relieve my anxiety. It gives me comfort. It gives me safety. It gives me security. It gives me a sense of peace. However short-lived all of these things are, or however much of an illusion that they are, they give us the sense of it. They give us a false sense of relief or a false sense of, whatever it is that we're looking for on the food. So we have to be okay with and understand that this step encompasses learning how to feel our feelings, learning how to feel the feelings that are underneath anxiety and overwhelm, which might be sadness. They might be grief. It might be anger. Oh, I get so many women that when they come to this step, they start to truly access their anger. and It is awesome when they can do it in healthy and productive ways. And I want to help you do that in this program as well. But also, you might experience feelings of disappointment or, um, you know, any, any emotion. I mean, it's really starting to identify when you have those, those feelings inside, what am I feeling right now? And then asking yourself, what do I need? And so we have lots of different tools and mindset shifts and things that we can do to learn how to truly take back your power, learn how to feel your feelings, and process through all of the emotional junk from the past. This step also includes learning how to love yourself unconditionally and giving yourself the feeling of love. So once we are able to process through the negative emotions, it also grants us access to learning how to feel the more positive side of the emotion so that's why we talk about learning how to love yourself so in order to become real or to crack the shell we have to start to be ok with being vulnerable and being authentic with how we're feeling and sometimes we do have to say I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling really disappointed or upset or pissed off right now and in doing so we are suddenly able to then feel the heights of joy And the heights of you know the love that we're truly seeking outside of ourselves where we need to start learning how to give that to ourselves so I have some women that I'm working with right now that have blocked themselves from all feelings and so not only do they want to learn how to feel the good ones but they understand that learning how to feel the quote-unquote bad ones are also part of this process and It can really help improve all areas areas of your life, including your relationships, especially when we really learn authentic communication, which is also something that we do in this step. We learn how to take our power back, assertively and authentically communicate. And that all comes from knowing how we feel. So that's why it's part of this step. So the next step that we have in our five-step freedom and empowerment process is called think and recover. And this step is the mental healing aspect. And it's called Think and Recover, modeled after the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is a very, very (laughs) near and dear book to my heart, is one that changed my life and it's all about programming your subconscious mind for success. And so here I talk about it in this program in context of think and recover because our thoughts truly do create our world. And this part Builds on the last step because we realize that we are creators of our own world and that once we can start to see what the eating disorder program is and We can start to break it down and see all of the root core limiting beliefs of what is actually driving the eating disorder so there are some very core Beliefs that are mental that are thoughts that are beliefs in nature, that are holding you back and keeping you stuck. I addressed a few on this call already. Some of the most common core limiting beliefs that we address in this step are things like I'm not good enough, I'm not perfect enough, I'm not worthy, I'll never recover, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve it. Those are some of the most foundational and common beliefs that I see that are part of this old eating disorder programming. And so in this step, we start to look at your brain as a computer. And we can start to see that the program that has been running you for so long has been largely unconscious. You haven't been aware of it. And it's also based on a very predictable set of thoughts and belief patterns. And we start to become aware of what those are for you. And those belief patterns might also be connected to traumas or emotional things in the past, which is why it builds on the last step that we just had. But we learn how to release the emotions and also release the beliefs that are holding you back. And then we are able to truly create an authentic framework that's going to support your new life. So we talk about in my philosophy downloading this new operating system, just like you would in a computer. You know, it's like where you're at right now. You're running like Windows 1.0, and we want to be at like Windows like 100.0. And we need to ultimately look at the old program and say, I want to delete these old things. Oh well, maybe I can just edit a little bit. I might keep them, you know, because they're Half true, or they might serve me in a some way if I looked at it like this, so we start to look at the old program, and then some of it we just completely delete altogether and replace it with the new operating system, one that is based on love, going back to my whole philosophy, and understanding that all of the eating disorder of program is always coming from that place of fear and so also in letting go of some of those beliefs and thought patterns there's going to be some kinds of fear that comes up and that's okay but we ultimately learn how to be the creator of our own world and we start to understand that we can shift our mental perspective in order to have a different outcome in life and a different outcome that can truly affect the entire destination Of your life one that can truly empower you I mean this is one of the most powerful steps that I continue to expand on now in my life because it is that important so that's step four and step five of this five-step freedom process is called healing from within and this is the spiritual healing level healing on the deeper soul level to heal the connection with yourself and learning how to integrate spiritual principles into your life. And so when I talk about spiritual principles, I don't mean religion. I don't mean following an outside set of rules or beliefs or traditions that yes, you may be a part of that. That is totally fine. I I have no opinion. I, I am also I'm a part of a community of faith that I believe in. But ultimately that is different and separate in some ways then my spiritual beliefs and my spiritual practice and my ability to tap into my intuition and my higher self to access wisdom, guidance, and be able to feel like I am ultimately in alignment with my life's purpose and my mission here. And so a lot of healing from within is defining what it is that you want your spiritual connection to be like. It's looking at what you want ultimately to believe in. What do you want to believe about yourself? What do you want to believe in about the world? And how do you want to foster and connect with that deeper part of you? Whatever it is that you believe or don't believe in, your beliefs have no bearing on the power of this process whatever you believe is totally fine i can share with you my journey to believing in myself and and discovering you know tapping into that higher power but ultimately this is something that is a personal practice but spiritual principles are universal in nature so Also, the spiritual principles that we will cultivate in this program are things like that I shared with you before, but they're things like trust and surrender and going with the flow, love. I mean, love is a universal principle, gratitude, empowerment, wisdom, things like that. You know, it's really learning how those are important in helping you make the leap from just recovering to being fully recovered. And I truly believe that if I had not gotten down on my knees when I was in despair and asked for help and asked for guidance and truly developed the faith and trust in not only myself but in the universe, that I probably wouldn't be where I am today. I had to humble myself and actually learn something about something that I had never believed in in my life, ever. And we can start by just learning how to believe in yourself. Or, you know, I've had women describe their spiritual practice as just being in nature or just exploring the tool of meditation, things like that. So healing from within is really healing on that deeper soul level that we find ourselves feeling so disconnected in our daily life. And healing from within is like plugging ourselves back in. It's plugging yourself back into source or, or God or Jesus or whatever it is your concept is, you know, or that. Plugging yourself back into love or plugging yourself back into whatever it is that you believe, really, and feeling like you are a whole, complete person again. Because ultimately, I'm here to tell you that there is nothing wrong with you. You are not broken you do not need to be fixed, that ultimately you have everything within you that you need to heal and recover 100%. And that's also what is included in this step is knowing and revealing within yourself all of the wisdom, power, glory, everything that you need to know on this journey is inside of you. And it is truly coming to that realization and starting to really trust yourself and become the woman or become the being that you were truly meant to be on this earth at this time. Knowing and believing that you are strong, you are valuable, you are powerful, and you are so needed in this world. And so also in this process you will start to tap into or or begin to ask yourself these questions of who am i what do i believe in what's my purpose what's my passion and so those can be also a part of healing from within is really finding out who you really are what's the nature of your true authentic self and the essence of your soul and so those are some deeper questions but ultimately as i've done this work with women over the years I've found that as we heal the physical and we move up to emotional, we move up to mental, that the spiritual aspects will always evolve no matter what. I haven't met a woman or man yet in this process that hasn't naturally evolved into healing all of those areas. And the ones that have are the ones that who have achieved full recovery and freedom. And that doesn't mean... That they don't have anything to work on or that they're not continuously pursuing growth. That doesn't mean that at all It just means that they are at peace with where they're at. They understand What they've been through they're grateful for their experience like I am so grateful for the eating disorder had I not had the eating disorder I I wouldn't be where I am today. And so, for that, I am eternally grateful for the gift of my eating disorder. It was the greatest gift because, truth be told, if I never had the eating disorder, I would have never learned how to love and accept myself. And that was the most powerful thing that I've ever done. And so, this whole entire process, you might go through these steps sequentially, you might jump around. There might be one that sticks out that you feel like you're you're lacking in that you want to develop more, but ultimately, a focus on all of these areas is important, and also it's important to note too that the first step of awareness and change can preclude each step. so we can set intentions and and create awareness in each area of our life, not just in the first and then we move on, but rather we're continuously opening ourselves to bigger and higher awarenesses and we are ultimately creating and evolving and expanding our vision for what is possible in your life and in your recovery. And so that's the five steps. I hope you have enjoyed everything that I've shared with you today and I want to end with the four criteria for success In this program so if you're ready to take the next step if you're ready I want you to enroll now don't wait if you're not 100% ready listen to this audio as many times as you need to get ready sometimes part of the work is getting to where we want recovery and so in listening to this audio hopefully that's moving closer towards that point Of actually wanting to 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 move forward in recovery, but if you're ready to take action and you're ready to start now, here are my four criteria that I did share with you. One of these already, but I'm going to give you the four criteria for success in achieving full recovery and freedom with this program. And number one is that you have to be ready and willing to change. Okay. Just like I said, I have worked with people over the years that have not been ready and willing to change. And truthfully, half of the work that we did was just getting them to the place where they were ready and willing to change. So do whatever you need to do to get yourself into a place where you know without a shadow of a doubt inside your heart, mind, body, and soul that you are ready and willing to change. You are ready and willing to do whatever it takes to Make this happen in your life, to create and manifest this in your life. Number two, you must trust that my process works and be willing to try everything. Going back to, you know, two of my things in recovery that they have to be, it has to work for you and it has to feel good. And so I ask in this criteria that you be willing to try everything to find those two things but you have to be willing and keep an open mind, even to things that you may have tried before. We're going to do them again, possibly coming from a different place. Or, if you've done them before, you might be in a different place in your life now. So remain open. Open your heart and open your mind. There's going to be things that you've never even conceived of doing or thinking about that I'm going to ask you to do. And I want you to be willing to try it all and trust that this process works. I have helped hundreds and thousands and guided all of these women and men all over the world towards full recovery and freedom. And it's sometimes it's taken that leap of faith to just trusting that this works. Number three is that you have to be okay with being uncomfortable and doing things that scare the shit out of you. Okay, To quote a very famous well-known quote, don't know who it's by, but you must Become comfortable with being uncomfortable, okay? This process is one of growth. Growth is scary sometimes, and growth is uncomfortable sometimes, even for me where I'm at. Sometimes it's a lot easier to make changes now that I am where I am in life. However, it's still uncomfortable, you know? I'm trying something out new right now that is extremely uncomfortable, but I'm doing it because I know that it's for my highest good and also because I feel such a pull towards it. And that's how you know that these things are, are meant for you in your life, if you feel that they resonate with you on the deepest level, that you know you have to do it. You know it's in alignment with your higher self and with your purpose in life to do it. So you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. You have to be okay with doing things that absolutely challenge everything that you ever known. You have to be okay with that because ultimately we're creating something much greater than what you have now, which is this life of your dreams, life of freedom, of recovery. So if we want to get a different result, we have to be willing to take different actions. And so sometimes being uncomfortable is part of that process. And number four is that you must be open to the idea that you can heal and recover 100% for good. And like I said before, you don't have to believe this wholeheartedly right now. But I just ask that you stay open to that belief and allow it to come true for you. Allow that belief to come to you. And you can even affirm to to yourself, I am open to this belief. I am open to the idea that I can heal and recover permanently, 100%. And so those are my criteria ultimately i believe that anyone can recover that anyone can do this you have to make that decision if you are ready are you ready and willing to do whatever it takes are you ready to take responsibility for your own healing and that doesn't mean that you do everything yourself but it means that you ask for support when appropriate and you take responsibility for gaining and getting the things that you need from yourself and from others. <sighs> Recovery is the most important thing, that the most important journey, the most important adventure that you will ever go on in your life. and. I was doing a coaching call a couple of weeks ago, and one of the insights that came to her was that recovery isn't something that we do. Recovery is something that we become. And that is so true about this philosophy, is that we are becoming women who love and accept themselves unconditionally through this process. We learn these new skills because it is for our highest good and we do it ultimately because it is going to bring us what we desire in life. It will allow all of your fears, or I'm oh, sorry, it will allow all of your dreams to come true. Yeah, and your fears too, probably. <laughs> but it is something that I would invite you to step onto the past with me, to join me in this beautiful and empowering journey of recovery. And know that one of the most powerful things that I got from this process was knowing that if I could recover from my eating disorder which was the hardest thing that I ever did in my life and will probably be a huge challenge for you as well but knowing that anyone can do this that you are capable of doing this that it is possible for anyone that I came to the realization that if I could recover from this that I could do Anything. And that realization changed my life. One of the most powerful things that has ever happened in my life. And so I invite you to commit to the past, to take responsibility for healing yourself on all these different levels with me, to discover your true authentic self, to empower yourself to gain freedom in this way. I know you can do it. I love you sending so many blessings and healing energy your way, beautiful soul. Thank you for your presence here and I invite you to go on this journey with me. Love you. Bye.